Welcome to the Van Patten Podcast. Not vegan, not politically correct, just a whole lot of fun. What's up, man? Welcome to the podcast. We are here, part two of the last day of bear magic. So, um, kind of, well, I wanted to do a little uh, uh, public service announcement as well. Um, Number one, I really appreciate everybody's feedback. We got a whole bunch of feedback for part one, um, and that's why we made it such a rickety tick turnaround to try to get part two dropped. Um, We had a bunch of people wondering exactly how it ended, so we jumped on it as quick as we could. Of course, we had to go do a little walk walk in the woods, check some trail cameras, which was good. also found some some sweet morales today which is and it's june 28th yeah which is absolutely crazy um but uh no to kind of get back into the story we'll recap it a little bit for the individuals who haven't listened to part one uh just yet but if you haven't pause this thing check out the part one so you're caught up but uh a brief recap is we've gotten up there alan has worked all night long um we got up the hill in a tremendous fashion about 30 to 45 minutes up a pretty good grade um we spotted a bear he ended up giving us the slip um and i believe we're going to start this story back up um a little a little ways away from where the first bear gave us a slip we uh we started uh, glassing another spot. We took our boots off, uh, started to hydrate back up, get some food, some energy into us. Um, and I'm, I'm glassing a, uh, off to the south of this of this uh, drainage, this big finger ridge, and uh, hoping, hoping to spot the bears in kind of an easy area to find them. Um, and... Alan ends up looking over the other side. Um, And this other side is very steep um, and the opposite way from our truck. Yeah, I don't even know why, honestly. I was looking that way, but like I said in part one, uh, we actually actually had good luck in the spot the last time because... We had a bear feet up out of the where I was where I was glassing down into and fed up on top of the ridge and that's when we spotted that bear the trip before this, which was the beginning of May. And uh pretty sure it's the same bear as what gave us the slip the first you know, uh, on this last day. The one that gave us a slip, pretty sure it was the same bear from the trip before. Um so I don't know. I don't know why I was glassing down in there because it was completely opposite direction than where we needed to be and it's gnarly man and, yeah it's a hell of a commitment to really bounce down into that thing you ain't you ain't coming back up that's for sure but it kind of happens while you're glassing i mean anybody who's been glassing for hours and hours at a time y- your eyes start to kind of wander at some point and uh you start end up glassing the idaho side from oregon or four miles away with the spotter yeah. um and maybe this is one of those scenarios where you got a little bored so you start looking um in the opposite way then we really want to find one and uh 
and I'm kind of just chilling, um, just relaxing. And uh, in, if you guys remember when I when I put him on that first bear that we saw that day, my first words were, "Hey man, I just want I don't want you to freak out. We're gonna stay real calm." But I see a bear. This is almost the opposite of that of like bear, bear, good bear, good bear. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, dude, this bear too. Uh, I'm sitting there, you know, my boots are off, my crispies are off, sitting there, and uh, I'm I'm lounging back, and I finally see, I look down and see this bear, and he's cruising. He's this is end of May. I don't know. He's looking for Sal, what he's doing, but yeah, he's pretty mobile. He's he's working, he's working the hillside fast, and uh, I got glass on him. Got pretty excited. He was beautiful. He's he was way bigger than the first bear. And the really unique part to me about that bear is how dark he was. Like we were saying in part one, a lot of these Hell's Canyon bears very typically are, are some level of color phase. Yeah, like a red and like, you know, you, and this one was more, it was almost, I don't know if violet would be the right color, but it was like almost a so dark of a red tint, reddish it's, I don't know, a reddish tint to it. Yeah, it was dark, is, dark amber or something. But it was almost black. Yeah, almost completely black. And it for, was beautiful. I mean, and for the Hell's Canyon, that's so unique to, to find one of those, like a true black bear up there. Like I said, most of them are all color face. So, um, one, we had the last day motivation going on. And two, do or die. Yeah, two, we have uh, this beautiful, beautiful color bear. And three, it's a big bear. It's it's big, it's big. It's one of the biggest bears we've seen in the whole season. Oh, yeah. No, I am pretty sure he was, he was the biggest bear that we laid eyes on. Besides the sow. Oh, dude. The sow, the... which is on your guys' Instagram, right? Yeah, so if you go to our Instagram on Rutstruck, uh, I don't know what post it's on now, but it was in May, so it could be 10 posts to get away. It, this sow, we have we got this video of the sow and two cubs at less than 100. Yeah, false fed... charging. Oh, man. Doing the whole deal. But she was probably the biggest bear that we saw. But the, 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 She's the over biggest... 300. Yeah, a giant, giant bear. But the first, or the biggest legal bear that we saw was definitely the last day, the bear that we ended up chasing and going after hard. Um, but, you know, if we describe that land a little <laughs> bit better, the first third, uh, we're on the very, very top of a finger ridge. Um, in that country, finger ridges will split off to another finger ridge, will split off to another finger ridge, and it's all spiny. It's very, very steep, steep stuff. Oh, yeah. And the, the top third of that is is, is basically cliff, the, the, the steepest. And then as you gradually start going down, if you can imagine, you know, just like any other mountain, it gradually starts getting flatter. So from the top, we see this thing really at the transition. Oh, yeah, right yeah. where it starts to, like... You know, kind of instead of going from a ninety degree angle down, it starts to actually level out a little bit. I mean, and how, start rolling hills. How far do you think it was where we initially saw him? How far do you think he was from us from the top? Thousand, thousand, eight, I don't know, eight hundred thousand yards. Yeah, I mean, he he was, thousand yards. Yeah, and um, he was kind of walking this cliff, and this cliff matters for later in the story. But the last time that we had spotted him, um, because mind you. We see him, the conversation between me and you was pretty quick. It was like, there's a bear, our four-wheeler, and the pickup is 
on the opposite side, that means that we're going to have to get somebody to pick us up. Basically, what I said to you was, are you down? <laughs> and you said, no question, let's do this. And I was like, okay, so this is the precautions we got to take. I'm going to start making some phone calls and see if we can get picked up out of this and you know uh you know try to we didn't get service down on the bottom of this either so and i knew that i've known i know all about that so what i do is i call call my brother no answer call my dad he answers start talking to him about this say are you available to compete could you be up here by seven o'clock tonight um and by this time it's two really right yeah two o'clock yeah and uh yeah, so he's like, yeah, you know what? Go for it. Go get that bear. It's last day. Go finish the deal. And I was like, all right. So, which that for me, like, like Alan said, no question. I'm the guy. I'm I'm down every single time. Let's get after it. Um, so there was no for me. It really wasn't a question. The question was, do we have anybody to pick us up? And as soon as your dad said yes, man, I had some of them hard. I was like, it's gonna happen, boys. Like, yes, it's all lining up. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So he says that. I know my dad doesn't have Onyx maps or nothing. I was going to send him exactly where I was going to pop out at. He didn't have it, uh, but my brother did, and my brother was in town. So I was like, all right, I'll send my brother the pin where we're going to come out. He can meet us right there. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. We're gonna, I'm going to shoot this bear. We're going to pack him down and then uh, cross the river and go on up, and we're out. You know, right. and Easy peasy. You know, but nothing's. I should know better by the end and, of the season already. And, and to foreshadow a little bit too, like we start, you know, the conversations as we're slowly creeping down this hill. Um, we know there's a river down there. Um, we're just thinking eventually we'll find a low and slow spot. Um, we know we're going to get wet. Oh, yeah. Um, but we've got awesome gear for this. We train for this. Uh, so, and we're prepared. No big deal. Um, and and the, I think the, the number one thing is we knew Trevor was coming. We knew Trevor knew where, you know, that where X we on were, the mark was going to be. Everything was going to be good. So, we, so, you know, we knew we were going to get wet, but it was that if you have a plan for afterwards. I, I, it's the end of the day when we get our feet wet and our knees or whatever. If we, if we even had to go way, way steep. Who cares? It was the end of the day. It was, you know? it was the last day. It's the last day of bear season. We got this bear down here. A river is not going to stop me. We yeah. just climbed a mountain. You know, it's like that old 50 song, like, ain't no valley high or ain't no valley low, ain't no mountain high. Like, nothing is going to stop Never us on it. this bear. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nothing is going to stop us on this bear right now. So, um, so, what, what? so, so having Trevor or having your dad say yes and then having Trevor have Onyx for me was a huge morale boost to, like, this we can do this we now that we know that there's a plan we're good well yeah we well we had everything set aside for us we were good to go and i knew we didn't have service which is okay but i just wanted to make sure that was all taken care of before which we left props that's I, I called the i called the wife even to let her know what we were diving into mm-hmm. i you know I, I i felt like we did everything correctly and i'll be honest like it, at the in in the moment while he's making all these phone calls i'm thinking of the bear the whole time like I got my bag on. I'm ready to rock and roll this whole time. So well, in the have... moment, I'm thinking, like, stop. Get off that dang phone. Let's go chase this bear. I'm really glad, looking back on it, you made all those phone calls. But in the moment, I was like, dude, get off that dang phone. Let's go chase this bear. The whole thing about it was, too, I was like, well, I, the whole time I was saying, just keep eyes on him. Keep eyes on him while, mm-hmm. I'm, while I'm doing this. But anyways, get off the phone. Get everything set aside. You know, get get everything planned ahead for our ride out. And 
and next thing you know we're heading down off the hill and we stopped at the first point trying to find him the bear actually went around a cliff and we never seen him come out the back side of it and we should have seen him come out the back side yeah. or the lower so but i will say as we're as we're walking down to kind of break that down too because i think there were some really good things that we did i know i was uh, yeah i was gonna we, get into the whole leapfrog thing yeah it's amazing because so if you can imagine this stuff it is it, it requires two hands to walk down it's it's as steep as it gets before it's vertical um so it requires two hands of course we're trying to film as much as we possibly can alan's got his rifle in his hands you know um so basically what we found to do um that worked really well is we had one guy move at a time and we leapfrogged I would always have my glass up if he was moving. Then I would, and then as soon as he stopped moving, he'd throw his glass up. I would watch him throw his glass up, and then I would immediately, almost run down to him. Yeah, and that would prevent like any. So, so when we're looking down on this ridge, you can you can look down the left side and the right side, and it's a spine ridge. So like, if you're standing on the top of this ridge, you literally there's no flat spot on top of the ridge. It's it's three feet three feet apart from the left side of the ridge to the right side that's like that will tell you that how steep it is from both sides and the left side is all cliffs hmm. and the right and the right side is actually you can you can work it you can you have to drop down around some rocks and then come up the other side and then you look down well we, we did that we leapfrog i i last place i seen him i you know went up the ridge and seen exactly what rock we needed to get to to be directly above him and I said, we need to get to there, but the whole time, we need to make sure someone's always glassing. Right. So, as we were doing that, we worked down the hill, and we'd meet, right when we'd meet back up, like, have you seen him? He's like, not yet, not yet. And there's two, there's two handrails in which we're really, really looking at. And I use handrails as like a, as a reference of, we know that he's he's not way to the extreme of the left and way to the extreme to the right because we've seen him we've narrowed it down with that spine we don't have great vantage to the left we can't really see too much of the left but uh any escape anytime if he was trying to escape so that's where we would have seen it yeah that's i guess that's what i'm trying to say is we're 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 glassing the escape routes the entire time we're just looking for escape routes so that in our mind, we're just worried that we're going to lose. It happens so often, not only with bear hunting, but with any hunting, is you'll see them, you'll move to them, and in the move, you'll lose them. Um, we're really worried about that. So, um, and, and because that train was so steep, and we lost initial uh, visual on him because he, he was on that backside of the cliff, we just wanted to keep glass in those escape routes so that if he, if he left at any time, we we knew a hundred percent that we were gonna see him if he if he tried to scoot on us this time. Yeah, that was crucial. That was big, man. So and and it is we're trying to move down as fast as we safely can. Um, there was times I ran a hundred percent. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of times I slid um, yeah. just to make it faster. And of course, we're trying to be somewhat quiet. But I mean, we're we're away from this this animal, so we know that we can be pretty loud. And plus, we're so much higher. Um, so we, wind's good. Wind's wind great. Was great. The whole time the wind was great. Um, How many times can you say that? Right, right. I know. Gosh dang it. Um, but that you know, and, and just like anything, uh, we I think we made the the right call of we found a spot, a very unique spot on that finger ridge um, when we were on the very top of the mountain to say this is the spot that we should be able to see him in. 
we got there uh, and we couldn't see him is we, we we couldn't find him so um we ended up kind of spreading out a little bit but watch it he so we get down there to the vantage point right to where we should be seeing him um we still can't see that back side of that cliff but if he he goes anywhere that we can we'll find we'll see him like we're sitting above it and so rich stays on the right side to make sure that he didn't wrap around this and trying to escape out the right side of this this ridge and yeah because as we're as um the as we're seeing him the last side of him he's moving from left to right so my thought is maybe he just kept going right and wrapped around the whole front of the ridge where we couldn't see him Mm -hmm. and alan the whole time is calling i i think he's right here man i think he's i think he's just right i don't think he left too far um which honestly i felt that way because I I felt 100% confident that I would have seen him. I would have seen him come around that rock. And, like, there's gaps in the rock where you can see anything, any movement go by. Mm-hmm. We're on top of the ridge. We have a pretty good advantage on it. And so, like, I was like, there's no way I miss, you know, like, unless it was one of the times where I had to bail down, you know, on the below, right. the, below the head of the ridge. So Yeah, and, and my thing, my I guess my thought was on that, too, is there was um, – there was a legitimate cliff right underneath us, the one that we had saw. And so if there was a, there's a spot where he might've been able to cross, um, and we would have never seen him because we were cliffed out. Um, and so we spend, I don't know. What do you think? Did we, once we got down there, there, it was like, we're going to wait him out. We're going to see, he Mm -hmm. was eventually going to move. He's going to, he had, you know, we would have seen him, Anywhere you went. Right. And, and with two sitting. people, yeah, we have every spot glassed Covered. up. Exactly. So, I don't know, I bet, I bet by the by the time we got down there, it took us an hour to get down there. Easily, yeah. Or more. Which I is, feel like it was even more. I, mean, I was just, uh, your adrenaline's going, yeah. you know, all that. But mm-hmm. So, we, we spread out, we sit there, we sit there, we're glassing, we're glassing, we got the bipods, uh, or the tripod set out with, with the binos, everything. Nothing, 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 and I'm getting same way I was on the first pair, starting to get pissed. I'm well, like, and how I'm, is this happening? Yeah, and the sun's starting to drop down over that mountain. Yep, it's you know? about five thirty by the time five thirty, five forty-five, and Rich comes back over the ridge to me, and uh, he's like, "Have you seen him?" And I was like, "No, I haven't seen him yet." And I was like. Dude, he's got to be just on the other side of this cliff right here. Like, the last place we seen him was right there. And I was like, he's got to be right here. Like, there's no way he can make it past. And he's like, all right, man. He's like, I per- I think he may have went around this other side. But, you know, if you have the hunch that he's there, then let's do that. And I was like, he's here. He has to be right here. And I, I don't know. I was confident. But I totally thought there's no way he, can, he, ex- he could escape. So... I was like, you know what? It's going to get dark soon. I got a text from my brother that he's not too far away. Uh, somehow I got a text and all that, and I barely, barely had service at all. And I was like, okay, let's just walk over to this cliff, and let's see. Let's go to the last place we've seen him. And I was like, I sat above this little tiny draw. It's not, it wasn't even technically a draw. Maybe just a little like little, little, yeah, little washout, and, but it had a ton of just bushes, like tall 12-foot bushes in it. And uh, I sat above it for over an hour, sitting there, waiting, waiting. And finally, I was like, you know, like, let's go. Let's start walking. 
Yeah, mind that, mind you, that time, like, uh, uh, I think you always have to, if somebody in your hunting party has a hunch, you got to go with it. But I needed to feel my itch a little bit. So as he's looking, um, the spot where he thinks it is, I have to go around to that, to my side and class it up one last time to make sure, um, I'm not right. You know, because we, you get these hunches and, oh, yeah. and, and so, um, of course I'm, it's his tag and, um, of one, we got to listen to one hunch. So, um, and, and it, once you glass, I've glassed that drainage up so much. I'm starting to wonder like, ah, he, he's, I think he, I think you might be right. I want to think this bear might be here, but so we decide, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And so, so what we did was take our time. Let's just walk slow, but let's get over to that cliff so we can see down off the other side of it. I was like, I've been set above, I've been sitting above this little washout right here. I haven't seen nothing. Just keep your eyes peeled. So I'm leading the way. This hillside looks like it's easy walk, you know, easy walking, but really it's steeper than shit. Mm-hmm. And so you're taking a step, slide, take a step, slide, and going. And next thing you know, I hear snapping of fingers, slapping of hands. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> And I turn around and look, and he's pointing to straight down, and there's the bear. He's running, and he's running about 7,500 yards. Yeah, I mean, Alan's walking, I don't know, 20, 25 yards ahead of me, and I hear a, just straight-up rustling in the in the bushes, uh, yeah, 7,500 yards away from us. And uh, sure as shit, the bear that we had seen just galloping. And I'm trying to get Alan's attention. I don't even. I mean, I should have just yelled at you. Hey, <laughs> from the first, yeah. I don't know. He'd already. He'd already like. We'd already spooked him. But in my mind, I'm. I, I don't know. Um, so I'm snapping at him. It took him. Took me a couple seconds to get his attention. Finally, get his attention. Um, and that bear. What do you think your first shot was on on him? I mean, he was pretty he was, close. Yeah, he was. He was 100 yards. Yeah, if that. And I felt good about it. I, I put I had him right in the scope. I remember I right now I could seriously picture exactly what he looked like on my first shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember putting the crosshairs directly on him and just barely leading him. And when and he was running. I mean, he, it wasn't no full area. It wasn't no trot. It was a full on sprint. Like, he's getting mm-hmm. getting it and he's going straight down the ridge. Yeah, he's galloping. And so. I I put it out in front of him, and I think I let him too much, or I don't know, man. I don't, honestly, I didn't. It was too close to hear the whop mm-hmm. if I hit him. So my and, shot, and, and I'm doing a a terrible job through this whole thing because I'm trying to do two things at once. I'm trying to film this, but I'm also trying to spot for my buddy. And if you're on a camera, you really can't. You're not. You're not really in the moment um, because you're. You, you kind of have that secondary eye of the of the uh, of the camera. So I'm trying to basically look through my binoculars and blind film this thing so I can spot him. I'm running uh, my binos with one hand so it's shaky as all get out. Of course, when he pulls the trigger, um, it spooks me. So I'm all jack- jacked up. And he's like, where'd you shoot? And I'm like, I have no idea. Let's review the film. Well, the film's all janky because I'm running binoculars. Yeah, and I'm trying yeah. to ghost film this thing. I, Yeah, and so... Mistakes were made on my end through that entire that situation. Man, mistakes were made 
everywhere. Right. So you, the first shot. Uh, Not sure. We were a hundo, and, and, he, and he kept running pretty healthily. Yeah. So racked Went, another round. Yep, yeah, racked another. Oh, it's an automatic. Jumped right in. Goes straight, <laughs> goes straight down the ridge. Goes down through the bushes. Can't see him, but I know he's on a mission to get out. So threw the bipod out as fast as I could. Extended him. Ranged the ridge straight across from us. And it was like 7-0-something. And I was like, all right, Rich, when he starts to come up that other side, you let me know. And in the meantime, I'm down there getting my MOA right, getting everything set, blah, blah, blah. And Rich is like, all right, there he is. He's coming up the other side. And I was like, all right. And I catch him. I catch him going up, up, and he's almost to the top of the next little ridge and right where I ranged at. And he comes to an almost, almost a stop. And right as it, right as he almost stopped and it was directly on top of the ridge, I pulled the trigger and you hear it. And you hear it in the video. Go whop, and you know I was like, "That's a hit. That was a hit." And I, I mean, I've shot elk, I've shot animals with this, you know, with this caliber, with, with any caliber. Like you hear the whop, the yeah. distinct mm-hmm. sound. Blood uh, meeting. Oh man, it, that hollow thump. And uh, then he bails out of sight. He literally just down the next ridge on the other side and we can't see him and i'm like great great and i was like okay well let's sit here and see if he comes up the other side right and i've abandoned the camera after the second shot now i am straight up on my glass right where you last shot at him he bailed off i throw the camera down i'm i'm th- throwing up my glass um trying to see where he's gonna if he's gonna come back out if he's gonna go up the other side yep uh trying to figure that out and uh I think there's no way, you know, after, I felt so good after that, mm-hmm. after, and after the hit, and uh, next thing you know, I hear Rich say, there he is, and I was like, are you kidding me? On the back side of the so ridge. So he ran, seen. where I shot, he ran down, into another creek bed, and then up the other side, mm-hmm. but he only came partly up the other side, and then he started, like, side hilling level, like, he wasn't really climbing elevation real fast right so i was like you know i had a decently good feeling about it and he is running uh, i don't know maybe 40 feet from him where i initially see him about 40 feet from him is thick 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 brush uh you know the bottom of a of a ravine just that same stuff we initially saw him in that 12 foot nasty nasty brush stuff that's what he's running back into yeah um he doesn't go off the top. Never, never left the top. Went straight into that and never came out. You could see all above it. Mm-hmm. I don't. We he, could, he, he maybe could have came. You know, he he maybe could have came back towards. I entirely doubt. You know, we so we know. couldn't see the very back side of that ridge. That's the only thing that we couldn't see. The far side we could see, obviously, all the way up the next ridge. We could or up the same mountain we could see. Um, but no, we sat there for quite some time waited him out um into the well till the sun started getting to a point where like well we still have uh, yeah we still uh, have a, a river good, to catch. Yeah. right well not only not only the river but we still have quite some time just to get to the river yeah. and then it's river road i mean so we know as soon as we hit the river we're at the road yeah. but you know there's still there's still quite a bit of space between us and us and that road and the river and and that sun is starting to really drip down yeah so yeah and my whole thing was all right we have light let's go to the first shot let's go look and see where he went down of course a bear is 
pads are, you know, you, it's you so hard to track anything with them. And especially blood because they that oh, fluid yeah. just soaks it up. So I go down to right exactly where I, I like, I, I don't I have photogenic memory or whatever, however you say that. Mm-hmm. And I literally went straight to right where I pulled the trigger and walked down there. And I'm not finding nothing. I'm looking for track, looking for blood, looking for any scuff marks, anything I could possibly, like, relate it to that bear. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking. Rich is right behind me. And uh, all of a sudden, I like, go to take a step. And <laughs> there we go. We got uh, it's something. Something just moved. And I, I almost stepped on a snake. And the snake didn't even rattle. It was a rattlesnake. And it didn't even rattle. And it's doing the creepy old uh, coiled up, head off the ground a little ways, and, like, he's ready to strike. And he's doing the, he's he's kind of slithering backwards like a creep, staring us down. Uh, I, I don't like snakes that much, especially if I don't know they're there. And uh, so I'm going to step on the snake that didn't rattle, didn't let us know he's there. And, like, I'm... I'm I'm over this. Like, I'm mad right now because the bear's not dead. Like, we've seen him go in the bushes. He could be dead. Not sh- or, you know, we don't know what's going on with him. We can't mm-hmm. find blood. Um, and then starting to get dark. I have a snake that just didn't rattle at us. And, and we are, um, I think you're out of water at this time. Oh, yeah, I was out. And oh. I have, I think I have, like, um, about two, maybe three fingers left in one water bottle. And I think we start divvying it up. Like, I think we look at your where we saw that uh, last bear. Allen's uh, uh, gets a little down in the dumps. Uh, so, of course, a good little morale booster is always some uh, water. Um, I think we put the last of the mountain ops in there as well. Yep. Put some enduro. Um, Actually, that one was Yeti. Got oh, little, yeah. We got a little pre-workout with that. Yeah. Um, so, divvied up the rest of the water. Um, and... And the sun's getting down, and we're legit dusk at this point, and the mosquitoes are getting attacking. Ri- like, I've never been to Alaska. Um, I've I've watched a lot of videos, guys, who say that the mosquitoes are just ridiculous, and I would relate it. It had to have been something like Alaska because it was crazy. I have it on film, and I'll and I'll show it um, on a YouTube clip just for this podcast. But uh, you can see them in the in the film everywhere i don't know how to explain it's a black curtain we're walking through for a half a mile the most ridiculous mosquitoes i've ever been in my life and now it's a slow trek because every step i'm taking i am scanning the ground hard and so i'm getting hit by mosquitoes and i remember i put a first aid kit in my pack this year and at my work we get a we get all these bug x they're like a napkin they're like a napkin that just bug spray on us, so we just wiped it down, and it came in clutch. It was oh, perfect. Yeah, that that was a lifesaver, dude. So we're standing there, and I said, all right, let's walk up here. To, Rich actually says, let's walk up here to where we think you hit, all that stuff. And I was like, all right. So we get up there, we stand in there, and I said, all right, man, this is how I feel about this right now. We have possibly a wounded bear. We haven't seen blood yet. It's about to get dark. I'm not going to be walking around these mountains with snakes that aren't rattling, and I could be bit by a snake and killed on this mountain. This bear, if we go, we go tracking this bear, looking for this bear, and we walk into bushes, but the wounded bear 
it's just not good. No. You know, especially close to dark, I said. So I, to Rich, I'm like, let's get off this mountain right now. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll get back into this. And mm-hmm. you know, right now, we need to be safe about this and get down. So he agreed. We started working our way down off the hill. Uh, never found blood where, where I hit or nothing. And, nothing. And, uh, started heading off the hill and almost down towards the river and I spot my brother see him he's pulled over on the side of the side of the highway glassing up towards us and I wave at him he doesn't wave back but you know he's just glassing so I'm thinking how he sees us you know and uh by this time it's seven o'clock probably and it's it's probably it's getting pretty dark and we look down at the river we're about 200 yards from the river and I just say oh shit we have a problem buddy it's moving a little quicker than we anticipated and I still kind of had a little bit of hope thinking we're going to find a it's spot just quick, in the river yeah, it's just quick right here yeah. we'll just we'll, we'll just walk up river we'll find a, a low island slow. or something yeah. and we'll cross this no big deal so we get down towards the river find a trail right on the side of the river Which, that was meant for like little piglets because dude, there's Alan, no clearance dude alan is down on his hands and knees he's got this uh he got this 300 sticking out of his backpack just stick uh getting stuck on every single branch that he's uh, uh walking under of course i'm being the ass that i am i'm filming this whole thing so i'm on my my knees and my elbows kind of army crawling through this thing trying to film um we end up walking through that for a little, or crawling through that for a little bit. That thick brush turns into nothing, but, and I'm not even exaggerating, nothing but thorns. Like a straight thorn bush. Um, we quickly decide, this ain't for us, this isn't, this, this, we, need to, we need to figure something else out. So we find a spot, it's kind of a chain of islands. Uh, a small island in the middle, uh, well, the first third of the river, and then uh, it, it kind of just keeps going out. It ends about halfway through the river. So there's a little little ravine um, that we think we can walk through. So we end up uh, we end up getting trying to go through initially, and we get we get about balls deep, and it is just ripping us down. So we oh. we pull back up, um, decide this isn't the spot for us. Um, let's let's get up. We'll 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 keep walking up river. <laughs> there has to be a better spot than this. So now we're wet. Um, we're trying to find uh, a a better spot than we can. Gosh, we walked a while um, trying to find better spots of course we're getting elevation to see more of the river um to see if we can't find something better something better but so yeah we get to the spot of where an island's at and uh and i was like okay we can get across right here this river's i mean even the part where we the first little part we crossed to the islands it's ripping so we're grabbing like limbs and everything we can just to pull ourselves back across that and we do it we get across there and i'm like all right man there's only like 10 yards left of river and but it is like the fastest water it's blown out river this is blown out water it's white water 
rafting. <laughs> like, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, there's literally white caps in, yeah, in there. It's insane. It's That water is moving so fast. And I'm like, man, I wonder how deep it is here. You know, that's all I thought was like, if we can find a spot where it might be, I you might be able to stand up and walk across this. Mm-hmm. So I stick my left foot down in the water and trying to reach to see how deep it is. And I just get swept off my feet, like full on it takes me down like Brian Urlacher. <laughs> Seriously, it, it, it sucked me. And I had all my, I had all my gear on. I had the, like, I had my backpack on. I had my 300 wind mag on my backpack. I had everything, all my electronics, at the camera, everything was in my back of phone. And it sucks me underwater. I bet I had 35 pounds of gear, 40 actually, with a gun probably, mm-hmm. and that. And. Uh, Dude, it's tumbling me under water. I literally cannot get my head above water. It's moving that fast, and I am. I see this. I'm behind him, and I see this. I immediately he he sweeps, and I see the whole thing. It's like you say, like Brian Urlacher, man. It's like a leg sweep. It's like a a, a Don Cerrone leg sweep, man. Just one leg in the river, I got gone. He initially drops in, and I'm like, shit hell am i gonna do now so i'm like running through the river trying not to slip trying to catch up to him but dude you had to been going i mean quicker than i could run you you were trucking now yeah Yeah. and of course i reach out with my right arm catch a rock and whip myself around and i pull myself up out of the water kind of and i'm still on the wrong side of the river (laughs) and i'm like dude and we got i don't we got to do something like this is this is getting to a point where someone's really going to get hurt and i go to stand up and my legs just start cramping and this water is ice cold and i think it that's what made me i mean i was out of water we just hiked miles unbelievable amount barely any breaks Mm -hmm. and pushed literally all day through i just got a shock of cold water and my whole body's wanting to cramp up now and i'm like there's no way we're crossing this river with our gear on like well you like like, we'd like pull you out of the water walk a little bit and you almost collapse with like my leg, like I can't, my, my legs are, my, my legs are cramping. And I don't know if anybody listening has ever had that. I totally have had that happen where like your top quad, uh, ends up cramping so bad that you can't bend your knees. Like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't it, take a step. It's a, it's a scary thing. Uh, so you, you know, uh, we end up helping with the cramps a little bit and getting it to where you can walk. And at this point, it's it's do or die. It's yep. it's night. It's not night, but it is. Almost the mo- it's almost dark. You're cramping up. Got across the river. We got across the river. That, but safety's right there. And and I guess I put my foot down a little bit. I was like, dude, I cannot be losing these cameras. I've got thousands of dollars with electronics on me. Because initially you're like, let's just swim across with the gear. And I'm like, bro, I got way too much money on my back right now. Let's just leave the gear here and we'll cross. We decide. We agree. Let's do that. Well, and after I fell in and stuff like that, too, there was no way you could. There's no way you could swim across with all that stuff anyway. Because that's my plan in the first place. I was like, yeah, I'm taking my gear with me. Mm -hmm. If I have to swim, I'm going to take my gear. All right. But that, after Thank I got, God you didn't. After I got pulled on, you know, like all that happened, I, oh, dude, I don't, I'm, it's impossible. There's no way that you couldn't have done that. Yeah. So, yeah, we go up and we go walking up and. Yeah, we go up a little, uh, we go upriver a little bit because we think that it's. Uh, More doable. Th- it's a slower spot. And this is relatively speaking, it's still ripping. And it's in the middle of two bends where it's really the only spot in the river we can find that doesn't have rapids. Yeah. Um, and we start 
basically from the bottom of one rapid and try to cross before the beginning of another rapid yeah um and you know we're kind of hyping each other up because man i don't know i just like i was not doubt setting in i was not feeling it like i do not want to cross this river right now so but i we get there we pull my pull my backpack off rich pulls his backpack off I start pulling the cameras out. I'm on, I'm taking batteries out of cameras because I just got soaking wet. Everything's dripping wet right now, so I gra- I'm grabbing everything, shutting it off, mm-hmm. trying to you know make sure they they stay alive. And I set them out to where the sun's gonna hit them the next day. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is a shit show. Like we have to get to safety. I have no food. I have no water now. I have a water filter, but my dumbass didn't bring the bladders. I left it in there, uh, and like I had a water bottle, but it wasn't the right kind of cap, so I could screw on the filter with. Right. So I'm like, dude, we gotta I'll, do this. I, I I remember even looking back and be like, dude, you don't have to do this. I will do it. I'll swim across this thing, but one of us needs to get to safety, and yeah. like, no matter what. He's like, nope, I'm going too, and I was like, all right, man, <laughs> well, let's do it. Yeah, down like down like a mofo which which i probably should have just let you cross that river and waited for something awesome to happen that would have been way easier on my end but but uh no so you know we end up dipping in and immediately i noticed it was deep like two steeps or two steps in and i'm like past my knees like holy cow here we go boys like this this is this is legit so you tell your side of the river crossing I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not to interrupt. Then I'm gonna tell what, like, my perspective of the river crossing. Yeah. All right. So I go stand. I get all the gear off. I go walk out in the water. I'm looking back at Rich, saying like, "All right, let's do this." Like he, he's like, "Okay, let's go." And he literally went for it. Started went to jump in. I was already up to my thighs or whatever in water. So I, I went, leaned forward, and started to just go swim. And I start swimming to the left, like. So I can get to the other bank quickly, but I start swimming and realize I'm not moving anywhere. This water is so fast, I cannot gain ground on it, you know. And I went to go be like, cancel, turn right, go back, you know. And I faced down river, and I felt the current just hit me in my back, and I was like, oh, you dummy! Like swim, swim down river, but swim to the left down river, and it was like. Like a light bulb went off, ding, started swimming hard, and I was moving. I was cruising. I made it right where I wanted to go at the bank. I I was cruising, and in the meantime, I hear like, gasping for air. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's panicking, you know? Like, he's something's wrong with Rich. Like, he's drowning. And that's that's what, like, was going through my head. And he, he floats right on past me, goes right past me. And I catch the bank, and I, I'm up. Like, I was quick off the bank. Like, but... What I didn't realize in this is that during all this, I'm kicking as hard as I can, you know, and swimming as hard as I can. And I remember, like, my leg cramped during this whole deal, but my adrenaline was pumping too. And, like, I'm pretty sure I was kicking so hard, I pulled my calf muscle, but then didn't really realize it. Mm-hmm. So much adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and then after I hear you gasping and you went past me down through the rapid, he was going through the rapids down below me. And so I pulled myself up and I jump up and up by the guardrail and i start taking off down there i was like rich rich yelling for you and they say you know i see rich head out of these bushes and he's pulled himself up out of the water and yeah it i i mean i had a sense of relief that scared me like big time like it 
that was the most one of the most powerful things I've ever felt. Oh boy, know? yeah. So on my end, uh, kind of what happened is, you know, we gave each other the head nod, let's rock and roll, and uh, Alan was a little little ahead of me in the river, a little bit deeper, and I just jumped from where I started and tried to do like I, I don't know Michael breaststroke Phelps. or whatever, like a Michael felt like how you normally swim in a pool, and I get three rows uh, three rows deep, and. Uh, uh, a splash of water comes in and hits me and uh you know you get that feeling when you drink water and it goes down the wrong pipe that immediately happened like three paddles deep and so i'm making this weird gasping noise just trying to get some air i see alan turn around and ask me if i want to turn around uh i think you could tell by my face that was definitely a no um because at this point i'm i'm 10 feet off the river in like struggle city so um I, I, I'm starting to paddle and I get the same idea that you do. Um, so I'm, so I'm trying to put my feet first going down the river. I get to that, that rapid, my foot hits a log and, uh, basically forces my head underneath the water. So I'm, I'm not doing great on oxygen already. My head goes under the water, um, kind of duck the wave. If you can imagine that I pop back up as soon as I, uh, get my head out of the water I go to breathe again and a splash of water comes up and nothing but water so I'm, if you can imagine I'm trying to get all the air I can and it's nothing but water so I'm I'm kind of treading water just zooming past this and as soon as I hit the rapid I noticed Alan hit the shore and that's when I was that's in my mind that's when I knew like Oh shit! My 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 safety line, my lifeline is now gone. I am ripping down this river. So uh, I duck the wave. I get a mouthful of water again. Um, I'm treading water, but now I've I've hit about halfway in the river to where the current's kind of starting to push me off to the side I need to get to. Um, and so I see this willow branch sticking about halfway out of the river and i tell myself like this is it this is my spot this is i cannot make it any farther i have to grab that willow branch grab the willow branch and uh uh it, it kind of turns me over to where i my face is in the water um so i try to get my footing try to get my feet underneath me i'm grabbing this this uh tree branch and it, i'm in such deep water that uh it's about nipple deep and the current so fast that it's just pushing water up my up my chest going right into my mouth again and i'm already like 10 percent oxygen level i need every bit of oxygen i have left and i think to myself very quickly like am i killing myself holding holding on to this tree so i end up eventually letting the son of a bitch go uh uh fall back down bash my head on a rock gave myself a real good like uh white flash um drifted down the river a little bit that's when i initially heard you scream for me as i'm like in the river um and then saw another willow branch when i when i grabbed the first one i kind of turned myself over so I, I was like three feet closer i can now touch but i'm still kind of going down the river and um i see another willow branch this is it there's i have no oxygen in my lungs anymore it's all water like i don't know how to explain that uh that moment in your head but it was like this is it 
I am standing up in this river. Like, I'm, no, no. So I grab that willow branch for everything that I have and uh, slam my feet down, end up standing up, uh, jump, basically jump into the shore, like, thank God, land. And I hear Alan start uh, yelling my name. And, uh, you know, gosh dang, we had made it, right? A little bit of celebratory. So I walk up this steep embankment. I initially put some weight on my left my left leg. And it's like, man, that's really grinding something. And uh, so we get up on this guardrail. And it's kind of, it's time to recap, you know? Because as soon as I got out of the river and had some oxygen, I was like, dude, I almost just died right there. That was freaking awesome. Uh so we get up on the guardrail it's like we're recapping what happened to each other i'm like man my leg hurts a little bit and uh pull my pull my pants up and i've got it's like this, a softball dude yeah i got this swelling on the inside of my left leg about midway up that yeah it's it's swelled out uh, about the size of a softball tended to the touch and i can barely put any weight on it and i'm thinking shoot i think i just broke my leg yeah um and so, of course, Alan, being Alan, is like, dude, you sit right here. I'm going to go get Trevor. Don't move. Don't do anything. Like, I got you, man. Don't do anything. And I'm like, dude, I went this far. Like, there's no way that I'm pitching out. That, like, I'm going to walk with you to Trevor. There's no way that I'm going to quit at the, you know, an inch before the finish line. Like, dude, this could be your archery season if you mess your leg up anymore, you right. know, or whatever. But thank God, my brother pulls around the corner and swoops right in, and we hop right in, soaking wet, dripping wet, and he he was like, I was getting so worried about you guys, I had no idea where you guys were, and come to realize he didn't see us come off the hill that I thought he did. Mm-hmm. And so we're all talking about this. But, and- you know, I got to stop and give the most props to Trevor, because, dude, a guy who's willing to travel like two and a half hours off of a drop of a hat just a phone call like hey man we need you two and a half hours shows up right where he should be right when he should have been like man you just don't find that you don't find that at walmart you know what i mean that's there i dude trevor if you do listen to this props man that was i i owe you a giant one for that seriously one of the biggest appreciations of bear season him showing up on that road that was Dude, getting out of there and he, seeing He didn't that. even finish. I mean, he still did way more than that even after this. I know. But just that initially, I was like, man, I need to hug you right now. So we could jump in the rig, and he's like, you know, we're recapping all this, like talking about it and whatever. And I was like, okay, so we still have to go get my pickup. And uh, we're heading on up there, and I decided I better call Nell, Nellie, my wife, and let her know kind of I'm going to be late. <laughs> And uh, so I gave her a call. Didn't really give her much detail. Just kind of told her we've had some mishaps, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll be home pretty late. So left it at that. Lady too, which I was appreciative of, like because uh, we both left our phones, of course, like we said, on the other side of the river. Yeah, no, um, no phone, no nothing. So another hookup from Trevor. Like, hey man, um, you need your phone? <laughs> yeah, can we use your phone as well? So <laughs> I we need to go get my pickup. My four wheeler is sitting at the trailhead we took off at. And so we get to my pickup. Thank God we had a cooler full of beer, mm-hmm. water, everything, Gatorade. And uh, I told Rich to sit tight. We're going to go get my four-wheeler. And by this time, like, the adrenaline's worn off of me, and I can barely even walk. Mm. Like, 
I could barely walk, so I was like, Trevor, will you go with me and go and you can you hike down to go grab my four wheeler from the trailhead and come back up, we'll load it up. So he does that, he hikes down, go grabs my four wheeler, comes back up, we load it up in my pickup, strap it down like usual, put it in gear, close, you know, put the emergency brake on, and we're off. But this road is so rough. And it's about ten o'clock at night now. And we are I mean, this road goes right on the spine ridge. And it's about a thousand vertical, straight off a cliff. Like it's 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 spooky even on a four wheeler. But I'm in my pickup. We're cruising, and there's only one spot where you need to kind of you have to turn and go up the hill for about 50 yards, and that's the only real danger. I mean, that's the scariest part. Well, what do you know? <laughs> Come get to that spot, go up the hill, and I feel something, and I hit the brakes. And my brake light comes on in the back of my pickup, and I look in my rearview mirror, and I don't see a four-wheeler there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I slam the emergency brake down, jump out, throw my pickup in park, jump out, look, and my four-wheeler is sitting behind my pickup with the four-wheeler racks underneath it, tires on the ground, facing uphill, and it didn't flip and roll. If it literally would have rolled it would have been in little itty bitty pieces i like, would have rolled for days i wouldn't i would probably would have got to take it from the forest service for littering because it, it would have been yard debris sale. yeah yard sale so anyways i told my Act brother god that yeah. it just stopped on this crazy grade i, I mean on what the heck gravel it like it, yeah. sh- it should have went and i looked at trevor and said well you just ride this back to the to your rig and We'll load it up there, get this taken care of, get me home. Like, mm-hmm. I need to go home. Get back there, load it up, everything's good, we got everything fixed down. And we're driving home, and me and Rich are driving together, my brother's in front of us, He's we're cruising, and uh, <laughs> Rich is like, uh, I don't know what, oh, I reach, I'm, like, we're just talking, and I, I reach on my neck, pull a tick off my neck, and I was like, oh, lovely, you know. Icing, yeah, icing on the cake. And so Rich just goes, starts talking about this tick story and all this stuff, and like giving him the the worst horror stories you can ever imagine about ticks. I'm telling about the Lone Star tick, uh, cerebral palsy from ticks. Yeah, and we're sitting there driving, and I reach. I'm like, you know, I'm feeling now. I'm feeling all around my neck, like, and I find another one embedded on me again. It was bitten on holding on for life and i was like all right dude you gotta quit talking about ticks <laughs> i pulled two off me now and who knows how many more are on me so Ugh. anyways we get home uh we, we i get inside start telling Nellie the whole story I told her she almost got to collect the life insurance she didn't think it was funny and uh i was like will you check me for ticks and so i pull my shirt off next thing you know she finds three more embedded on my on me on my side on my back and one in my armpit I had five ticks in bed on me one day so if I wasn't going to die from a rattlesnake and I wasn't going to die from falling off a cliff if I wasn't going to die from drowning or you know my four wheeler that whole situation I was probably going to die from like Lyme disease or something stupid from a tick (laughs) and it was just it was literally the worst craziest day i've ever had hunting and also kind of awesome on my end because like the way that i looked at it is like man we had a lot of things go wrong but you know we had a lot of things go right like we very easily 
could have perished in that river but we didn't we very easily could have lost that four-wheeler but we didn't so you know there's always a silver lining um and you know what's and and the story gets even funnier on on the uh recovery because of course we got to go get our, our gear uh and you know don't don't forget about all of that stuff that we left on the other side of that river so now we've got to go get it and uh so we uh we try to get as much help as possible we end up getting your dad comes down there yep the old lady comes down we gave trevor a break yeah trevor gave he he already did enough uh for us so it, it, it we didn't need we didn't need any more from him thanks again trevor i, I appreciate it but um so you know and of course that whole night we come back i'm i'm trying to google plans of how are we gonna cross this ripping river what is what a search and rescue do yeah um i'm, I'm trying to systems i'm trying to overnight a grapple gun um and so we end up uh i get a call the the next morning from alan uh, invites me over to his house uh let's game plan up and let's go get our gear and interestingly enough, without even talking about it, we kind of came up with the same idea. Um, but instead of a grapple gun, you thought, which is super my, smart. My bow fishing. Yeah, a bow fishing uh, uh, set up. We'll just uh, throw or we'll just shoot that line across the river, have a line tied off and rip and tear. Everything will be great. We'll have a line that get, you know, line for pulling it back with a pulley and we'll just start sending our gear across. One person's still going to have to go over there, and I volunteered. I didn't want no one else getting hurt, especially on my hunt. So I said, dude, I'll, you know, I'll do this. I'll go back across that thing. So Rich has this, like, little raft, a little badass raft, actually. And I stole some oars from my mom. She actually gave me a kayak, which that was a death sentence. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> but uh, I used the oars, actually, and... I jumped in that raft way up river, and I said, let's send it. Dude, and I, so I, I, I shoved them off, like, I don't know, that was like four, or five, six hundred yards Dude, up river. Dude, way up river, but that was so much fun. Like, once I got, you know. And so, if you could picture, Alan's in this tiny, tiny little raft. Like, it's really a one-person raft. It's, you know, if you, it's like the $80 one from Walmart, Bymart, whatever. Like, it's nothing special. This river's pumping like 5,000 CFS. It's legit river. <laughs> And he's up on his knees on the on the very top of the boat with these janky little uh, oars, and it's like, bro, are you ready? And I'm, yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm ready. I mean, you're the guy who's who's about to freaking drown. Let's do this. <laughs> so we we launch him out there, um, and I'll never forget the sight of you just getting after it on the oars. I mean, because the plan, the game plan was. Um, we're going to start you way above. You're going to row your ass off and just get across real nice and safe. Yeah. Um, and, dude, I could tell the amount of, like, I'm getting across this that you had. Like, it was the – I'm surprised you didn't break them plastic oars. It was say. the getting just rip it, elbows. Rip it, let's go. Getting after. On the, the, one of the funniest things I have seen is you just getting after it on this, this tiny little boat in this ripping river. Yeah. So I launch him, and – uh immediately take off running to go and catch him if he if he uh goes too far from where we need to cross um but you made it fine dude that was, i should be a professional rafter bro did you like 
<laughs> the highest uh, uh, white water rafting guide, man. That was made it, made that was legit. Dude, I yeah, I literally came gliding right into right where we needed to be. I I beached that thing. I didn't even have to jump out, and throw the rope or no, nothing. I just cruised right up. Made it look super easy. The only thing that went to game plan. Yeah, no, that was. So we should say too. We have to back this up. So uh, while we're waiting for Alan's dad to show up, we uh, we pull that bow fishing bow that we brought up earlier. And we tried to start shooting that line across. Now, with most bow fishing setups, you uh, drop the pound. Yeah, you drop the poundage a bunch, um, and effectively, what happened is we just could we didn't have enough power to uh, send it send it across the river. So send Alan's dad to go get some some Allen wrenches. He ends up cranking that bad boy down to max capacity. <laughs> Alan is across the side of the river. Now, mind you, we have one arrow. We have one bow fishing arrow. We tie the rope off. Alan's dad goes, pulls back, and I'm like 300 yards from him. Mr. Hero. Yeah. And I watch him uh, uh, kind of point it up towards the sky because Alan told him it wasn't very uh, uh, powerful. So, you know, you got to give him, got to give it a little. And I watch this arrow fling out of there like 300 feet per second. And the rope that's supposed to be attached just softly land right at his feet. And I just start laughing like, oh, my, awesome. And yeah. I'm thinking like, and I asked him like, we got another arrow? And he's like, mm, no, sir, we don't. That's our only arrow. So your dad pulls out some like crocodile done D bullshit and starts like whipping this thing like a cowboy does on top of his head, but like to the to, across his body just ripping this uh it ended up being like a bolt yeah well i guess initially it was something for his car it was a hook it was yeah, a hook for the like some weird beamer thing hilariously it takes so long for us to throw this across that me and one of your dad's buddies is basically just sitting on the guardrail bullshitting drinking, like drinking, drinking beer. beer bullshitting like ah, eh, whatever and uh and and randy's over there just like team never quit just keeps going out of it i'm surprised he didn't throw his freaking shoulder out oh, he did and he finally gets it across there me and don are sitting there just bsing and we never anchored the some bitch off yeah i so, catch it and try to yeah i catch this thing he throws it hits the water i grab the line Go to pull it tight because the water's ripping. You got to get it up above water. You can't let it sink. Mm-hmm. Go to pull it, and I just see the spool of it just ripping down the bank, and it goes in the water. And I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" We literally finally got this thing across after two hours of trying, and it wasn't anchored. And now I have all the rope on my side. I have a hold of this thing, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Shit show, dude. And I'm like, "All right." <laughs> I'm done. Like I was, I was cashed out there. It was two hours. I'm like, I'm going to grab all the gear. It's like I'm 95 degrees too, mind you. I have mosquitoes all over me again. Yeah, and you're in like board shorts and a tank top because yeah. you planned on getting wet. So, and we can see you. Me and your old lady are talking, and she's like, I can see him getting eaten alive over there. We can see you over there just slapping every part yeah. of your body. So I'm loading up all the gear in this raft, and I'm like, you know what? I'm professional now. I just made it all the way here, no problem. I'm going to pull this raft up river a little ways. I'm oaring this thing across, and I'm getting this gear across, and we're going home. I'm sick of this. You know, I'm like, and then I get everyone saying, no, don't do this. This is dangerous. And, and I mean, it was, but I, I made it this far. Right. <laughs> but, so, 
Anyways, my dad keeps trying and trying, and he gets another rope across, gets it anchored after another hour and a half, <laughs> and uh, here comes my wife over after, oh, how are we going to get a pulley across now and do all this? And she says, why don't you guys just tie on the rope that you just threw across to the front of the raft, keep tension on the line, and have Alan jump in it, and or across, but mm. you know, keep the front of the boat pointed towards towards the bank, and whip them around yeah that's simple and easy and, and that was a six hour recovery mission and flawlessly oared right across kept the line tight well it's hilarious dude i mean it's like me and your dad on the other side and i have to say that your dad almost stepped on a snake too oh yeah um as we're like trying to get to the river between the road and the river like almost steps on in mid pass another rattlesnake same exact thing that happened to you as we're walking down happened to him like uh, didn't didn't rattle, didn't anything. He's mid-step, and Rattler moves out of his way. So, of course, we're cautiously going down there. But the funny part about it is it's me and your dad yelling as loud as we can because, of course, this river is ripping over to you to try to make a plan. And your old lady comes down here and is like, what are you guys doing? Da-da-da-da-da. Five minutes later, uh, I'm across. We're across. With all the gear. All right. Well, that, that worked out better than expected. Yeah. So... So we end up getting all our gear, or so we think. Um, we start doing our inventory, and uh, I'm like, dude, did you grab my bino harness? And he's like, oh, were you not wearing it? No, I wasn't freaking wearing the bino harness. And so <laughs> there I, is a pair of, uh, of binos. And still- a bino harness sitting in somewhere in a bush over there. I even went back and checked where all the gear was to make sure I wasn't missing anything. I didn't literally never seen another thing over there. So wherever wherever sitting right now, you ain't gonna find it either. No, that that, <laughs> that cryptic pattern is working good in them bushes. Yeah, so what a trip, man. What an adventure. But no, I mean to you know, we uh like I said, we all made it out safe. We had some pretty interesting events happen. Um, I didn't break my leg. Uh, we're, we're a month out or a couple weeks after it still bruised up pretty good. Still got some good swelling going on. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's fractured. You did something. Yeah. Good. You know, I will say I never went to the doctor, so I don't know. Um, I've never seen a shin do that before. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's probably not broken, but, you know, I was a little worried, still a little worried about, like, a blood clot because I've got severe bruising still on my leg, like, a month later. But that that stuff will buff out. Um, but a very cool man. I mean, uh, uh, I appreciate your dad and Trevor, uh, all the guys that helped out yeah. a, a whole bunch. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of... Uh, that's, pretty scary, man. Yeah, pretty scary indeed. But... Uh, that's our last day. That's the last day magic of uh, of bear season. What would you say was your learning lessons? Not only for the, the last day magic, but just bear season and all. Let's wrap up the bear season. Like, what are your big takeaways? Um, first, I'd start probably with my gun. I, I honestly felt confident in it when I went. But we had the mishap with it right away, and I thought if we fixed it, um, I'd probably just, honestly, I'd probably, instead of trying to rush something like that, and wait longer, I mean, actually get it right. Yeah. Um, 
Cause so little, you never want to, you know, I don't, I never want to be the one to ever wound wound something for that. And right, I, I felt confident. It's not like the first time I ever shot that gun. No, and or anything like that. It's not the first time I've ever shot a MOA scope or nothing like that either. It's just more practice. Which honestly, I think I say that after every every season, every time doing anything, I'm like, I just I just want to practice more. I just want to do this more. But it's weird, man. Like I. <laughs> I, I could say practice and all that stuff. I mean, I shoot my I shoot my rifle all year round. Like, and my gun, I always have a gun on me regardless. And mm-hmm. I think more than anything, it's it's just knowing the gun because I don't use that three hundred one meg all the time. Right. I use a different gun all the time. So big takeaway: use a different caliber. I mean, learn your gun, right? Yeah, but yeah. but you could say yeah, more practice with that. But what else you got? What are the um, water is huge. <laughs> water is a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I. I guess you mean drinking. Yeah. Because well, when, when you said water's a big deal, what I learned uh, water. One, yeah, uh, uh, is don't underestimate it because it can rip you down pretty quickly. Rip you down or it Dehyd- can make you cramp. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, water was a big deal this year. And also another takeaway is know who you're going with, like who you're hunting with, what they can handle and whatnot. Like, I mean, this was the first time – me and Rich has really ever hunted together, and he was balls of the wall, and he he was step by step every switch. You know, this was big. This isn't just your. This isn't your. I we hunt some pretty tough stuff. I mean, a lot of the places we go, they're they're, they're not your. It's nasty. I mean, that's Sunday walks, hundred mm-hmm, you know? percent. And it, it I mean, mentally, like you really got to commit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You, I learned a lot about who I was with. And myself during this during this whole hunt, and uh, yeah, you know I'm in my whole crew. We're not we don't give up, and that, that'll never change. But this was the definitely the toughest country we've hunted, and this you know, and the, the extremes that we were in too. Mm-hmm. So you learn a lot about each other and the people you're with. A hundred percent, man. Now some of the takeaways that I have a little bit more like specific or technical than uh yours but like big big one i have that i will always have in my pack now is uh potassium i will always have some sort of liquid potassium that if a guy were to cramp again we can throw some potassium in a in a water bottle straight mineral potassium and uh and and hopefully help those cramps out almost immediately um first aid kits we i always bring them like we we talked prior to bear season of what we bring in uh first aid kits and it's just another evolution man of uh like some sort of cramping agent something that's going to help you with your cramps uh if you do get them and it's not only for a day hunt but that's three seven ten days in the woods um it can very easily happen something that's something's going to aid in that for me needs to be in my pack every single time not just for me but maybe somebody i'm with as well um that was a huge that that was a, a a big one for me right there um a reinforcement of a rule that i always I always tell myself, but just like the bear, the, the last bear that we got onto of the season, under your nose is always such a good hiding spot. You yeah. know, in that in that country, it was so vertical that uh, a lot of the times they were literally right underneath us, and we were glassing 
we were glassing too far. So similar to as you cast into a river when you fly fish, you know, a lot of guys just bail right in and try to cast from the other side. You, you learn that you can cast into a river, uh, a reinforcement of a rule, glass into a canyon. Start oh, yeah. from the close stuff because they yep. might be right underneath your nose like the bear, that, the last bear that we saw of the yeah, season. Yeah, glassing technique. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you you sit and you glass so much for spring bear, and we talked about this before spring bear even started. That yeah, that's that's like your biggest your biggest thing that you're going to be doing is you're going to be glassing a lot. But it's the way you glass. It's how what you're using the glass. You got good glass. You're also putting it on something, yeah. so you're not moving around. Like that's that's well, a huge that's the thing. Cool and part can, uh, about the story that we have with Van Patten and Rutstruck is, um, I've never said I'm an expert. Um, and mm-hmm. I'll never, and I, and I'll probably never say so. The whole, my whole idea with this is to take you guys on and to learn with us. Um, and so, I don't want anybody to take this as the bear experts, the deer experts. But this is just um, f- very fresh information that uh, we can share. And honestly, I'm probably going to look back at this um, before next bear season because all of these ideas and the mistakes that we made are so fresh i'm gonna look back on this myself and say oh yeah we did do that we should we should look at this next year you know i think a big up one thing that we did that was awesome um when we had a big group of guys um walkie talkie communication was really awesome oh yeah Um, just for you know we we would have them on uh four-wheeler side by side some sort of transportation and just be able to talk about hey i'm going to this ridge or whatever um that made it really nice you know um this is the first time i've ever hunted with as many many guys because i mean the rat truck crews that's a that's a big crew coming out um you know that's a lot of that's a lot of feet out there so that was my first experience with uh what i call like that's a bro experience that's a born and raised experience it's an army of dudes going out there um and so for me that was that was a new experience and it was really awesome i i was a little nervous um that we'd make too much noise or too much uh too much scent but it really worked out pretty well to have so many eyes out there uh oh, something that you know as a solo hunter or or a hunter that usually only goes out with one or two extra guys you miss things you know i can i can see the benefit i don't know if i'm a hundred percent sold on it yet but uh man yeah you can see so much more ground and uh especially with you guys uh it's cool because we're all pretty much on the same level of like when we're starting to talk ideas there's not too many bad ideas that are getting thrown around they're all logical thought out ideas of what are we going to do next we're going to walk this ridge we're going to go this one they're all they're all right there you know you don't have a guy that's coming out there that you're like the hell are you talking about i'm not doing that you guys are all squared away so the ideas that you can have of what happened to that animal um where'd he go that's pretty that's pretty awesome man also when you get on blood trail with these guys it's legit yeah there's a bunch of eyes out there um and then from like a technical aspect from camera stuff uh you know of course i i learned the rule last year that's why my hunting schedule is the way that it is this year um dedicated camera guy i mean i made the mistake the last day of bear season that wasn't a choice right we had to but uh you know uh i really just need to focus on the camera and not focus on trying to help spot not uh doing anything but just running the camera that's so hard for me to do because um i want to be a part of the hunt i want to find the bears i want you know i want to do the deal with the guys but uh 
we got to create it, with so it, they can see it. Exactly right. It's it's a it's a huge disappointment when you get home and uh, you look at back at that footage and you have a mental mental footage of what happened and it doesn't meet up very well because you forgot to record this or it was shaky or yeah. you're not looking at the camera and you're looking at your binos. So um, for me, it's just another motivation of like go as hard as you can in this film stuff. Uh, camera first, hunt second. Um, when I have my tags in my pocket, I'll bring the camera guy. I'll bring a dedicated camera guy, yep. and he will be told the same thing. Yep. Um, but now those—I mean, those are kind of my big ones. Potassium, stay on, stay on the lens. Pretty much have it covered, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. Well, thank you, Mr. Shankle, for joining me on uh, on another yet yeah, another podcast. Anytime. Um, hope you guys enjoy. Um, uh, to wrap up a little bit of what we've got going on, um, we have the June shirt of the month on sale for a few days. So make sure you guys uh, head over and get the last few of those. Um, like we mentioned in the intro, the uh, Rutstruck Boys got a little bit of merch left. Get it while the getting's good. Um, they're going to have some new stuff out. So if you like their old designs, you better get it. Um, also, yeah, DM us if you do like that old design. We're we're trying to work up something different, but uh, if you're liking that, we'll we'll consider it. Yeah, the cool thing about I don't know if you want to get into the business talk, but the cool thing about what both of us are doing is um, we have the ability. We really want um, this to be our community, and so you guys have a lot lot larger of a voice than what some can imagine because. Um, we we really try to be a direct consumer of listening to the customer um if you guys like this design versus another um there's power in the voice so yeah dm them let them know what what you guys like that's that was the idea with the shirt of the month through van Patten is we will learn uh uh through trial and error what people will like um and of course we have a segment on the website where you can fill out uh if you want any ideas or you have any art yourself you can put that in or also email van Patten outdoors at gmail.com and of course we will give you credit on that give you some free t-shirts um for the artwork also stay tuned for the video for uh, this bear season you can kind of now that you've heard it on the pod- podcast you can kind of relive it in the eyes of us though so absolutely that will be out soon um no plans we don't know when that's going to drop yet i don't want to give a date but we're, we're it's, it's, it's in the editing bay as we talk right now um so of course you guys know how the editing process goes it's going to take a little while to get done but uh yeah we got some awesome content of the bear season so that will be dropping soon um probably on rod Strux channel so go over make sure you guys are followed to those guys subscribe to those guys on their youtube hit that little bell so you get the notifications um every time they post yeah anyways man thank you again uh and for all the listeners tight lines and happy trails